0: Today, we will cover six different topics. The first topic is, what is a patent valuation? And we'll try to compare it to other types of valuations like real estate. Then we'll get right into the basic of what a patent valuation is and how it's used in terms of things like licensing. And it does require expertise. We'll then talk about in topic number three, how patent owners without a business can leverage patent valuation. But in topic number four, we'll go to the other side of this, how a patent owner in an early stage business can leverage a patent valuation. And then in topic number five, we'll talk about how do you actually enhance the patent valuation? And then finally, we'll talk about topic six, which is how to use a patent valuation to determine your future IP strategy. And then of course, we'll wrap up. And then coming up, we'll learn about what a patent valuation is and the basics of how it's used and how you can use it for licensing and how to make money.
1: Inventions keep the world spinning. From fire in the wheel to today's high tech, inventions power change turn your inventions into reality learn how to get your ideas to market this is invent anything with john cronin
0: as usual we'll talk about who the audience should be for those not really familiar with patent valuation or need a quick refresher this is certainly for you for those who may want to learn about patent valuation to consider doing one especially useful before doing any patent monetization, this is for you. For those who are asked maybe recently that we need to get a patent valuation in place because of some business decisions, this is right down your bowling alley. For those who wanna understand the mechanics of patent valuation to use it in other areas of IP strategy, absolutely for you. Understanding patent valuations for patent licensing or litigation uh, is an important area. So people that have that interest, this would be for you. And then finally, for those who want to enhance their IP strategy, patent valuations are a very little known cornerstone of how to do a really great IP strategy. So let's get into it in topic number one. What is a patent valuation? And again, to compare it to other types of valuation. I think we're all familiar with valuing cars, right? You can look up a Kelly Blue Book and actually look at the features of your car and find the expected value. And that's because it's a high volume business. There's just a tremendous amount of cars that are bought and sold all the time. Of course, you can move to a little bit more sophistication, valuing real estate property. And of course, we all know that if you're going to sell your house, or to buy a house, you get a comparison between two or three other houses, and they kind of deduct or add things that your house may or may not have. And this takes a home appraiser, and it usually is a small amount of money, and it's done very mechanically. There are those valuation experts who go at valuing a business, and this is based on cash and receivables and growth and goodwill. That requires even more sophistication. But very interestingly enough, valuing things like art, uh, that's very difficult. It requires very knowledgeable appraisers. And it's a small and unique market. Patent valuations is beyond this in terms of uniqueness. It's sort of like artwork because each patent is a creative work of its own. Patent valuation can be used for things like infringement. There you're going to need people that know about damages, damages experts. So that's a very specific type of patent valuation we're not going to talk about here. Patent valuations used for a sale is really based upon a number of things like how broad the claims are, how big the market is. What's the buyer market? Is someone gonna actually buy these patents? The patent value can be different related on the buyer's need. For instance, there are some buyers that just wanna buck up, up their portfolio and they're, they're not gonna pay a lot of money, maybe 50K or 100K per patent. Some buyers would take a potential problem off the market when they look at a patent where they're worried about litigation. Here, we might see 100 dollars to $200,000. There might be those that want to enter into a new market, and therefore, they want the patents to give them that benefit. And therefore, the valuation around this would be several hundred K to even millions of dollars. A fourth area is where patent values is in, uh, infringing, but they won't admit it. You see, they're infringing your patent, and you can sell them the patent, but they won't admit it. Here, they might buy a patent for hundreds of thousands and several millions as well. And then uh, there's another use for counter If you happen to be selling your patent to somebody who wants to use your patent to counter in a lawsuit, here, this could be millions and up. And, and one of the other areas we see for patent valuation is convincing an investor that this is a good deal. And so patents could be hundreds of thousands of dollars. So you can see different than cars or homes or businesses that it's not just this different expertise, but all the different things that go under it. One of the things is we could do a patent valuation for a license, and that's impacted by, once again, scope of the claims, size of the market, who the licensees are going to be. Using patents here is also very different because you can license exclusively or non-exclusively. You could be licensing non-exclusively to grow a market. You could be licensing exclusively to grow R&D. You could be licensing to avoid a current disguised infringement, Uh, and these are hundreds of thousands of dollars for uh, licenses per year. You could have a licensing Uh, to really have an opportunity in the market to grow your market. And there's all sorts of variations here. So you can see that patents for sale or patents for licensing have many, many different strategies and therefore the valuation for each one of them is different. One of the things we see is that patent valuation in essence requires a deep expertise in monetization strategy as well as an understanding of the current market. And these skills are found in very few people that have valuation expertise. Patent valuations require a pro forma model. It looks like an income statement uh, for a company. It sometimes requires evidence of use to get more data for comparisons. Sometimes research on companies who would buy or sell is needed. And sometimes patent valuation experts need to know which companies are out there that might wanna buy or to sell. And so having that knowledge of the market is part of patent valuation. How could you value a patent if you don't know if someone's gonna buy it or license it? Imagine if you had all these considerations to sell a car. You probably would never sell or buy a car uh, because it would be too complex. But now we have the Kelly Blue Book to do that. So one of the things that we need to move to is the second topic. How do you actually do patent valuation? Uh, and we're gonna focus on licensing because in an earlier episode, we talked about the six ways of making money with patents. That patent licensing is one of those areas. Patent licensing is one of the easiest ways to value a patent. All those other ways that I mentioned, for infringement and for all those things require very different expertise. So let's get into the basics of patent valuation used for licensing. The first thing we need to know is we need to know the market. We need to know how fast it's growing, compounded annual growth rate or CAGR. Patents last 20 years. So how many years are practical to forecast? We usually use five. It could be more, it could be less, but you have to find a market number, revenue number per year. One of the things you do in order to find the final number is you calculate the net present values, So you have to have the right cost of capital in that market, which is required for the MPV formula. That takes some time to figure out. We also have to get into two levels of uh, understanding of a patent. You see, patents are apportioned to the level of the market. I mean, if you have a patent on a steering wheel, you first have to know how many cars there are. And once you know that, then you can determine how many of those require your type of steering wheel. So we do a product apportionment of the market, and then we do a patent apportionment of the product. Supposing your steering wheel had a volume up, down button, so that would apply to some steering wheels, but not to all. So this takes some work. Let me tell you a quick story, uh, a made-up story, but it really gets to the point of trying to understand the patent value. Suppose that I make endoscopes, and suppose that my invention is I add silver particles to the endoscope handle, and I claim that my endoscope handle actually is designed with these silver particles so that microbes don't grow on them. So therefore, because of that, I, I have a handle that's an improved endoscope with less germs on it. And I could probably size how many endoscopes there are in the market and then size how many handles are in endoscopes and how many of them could use this silver particle. That's kind of the apportionment. But suppose when we get a little bit more sophisticated and we say, well, wait a minute, instead of trying to do evaluation on the an endoscope handle, which may be $100 out of the $1,000 for the endoscope, what if I did something different? What if I said, well, when I do this with silver particles on the handle of the endoscope, I'm actually saving endoscope washing. You see, endoscopes get washed three or four times after an operation. And if we could find that our endoscope, because it has silver particles with less germs, it needs one less washing. Well, now one less washing per endoscope is a much bigger market than selling the endoscope because one endoscope is used over and over and over again. So that raises the valuation, right? Because the value of the patent is not just silver particles for less germs. It actually eliminates the amount of washing. But think about it again. That endoscope, if it gets dirty, actually could cause a lot of people a lot of problems. A lot of people that have colonoscopies, a small percentage of them, end up in the hospital and die. So we can then calculate how many endoscope operations there are, and from that, how many people end up in in the hospital for two or three weeks and even worse how many people might die from that operation. Now the value of my silver particle handled in my endoscope is worth far more. One of the things we have to do in the patent valuation as well is understand royalty rates and this is done by looking at lots of comparables. We have to then determine is this going to be a sale or is it going to be a license and that's a complex decision as we mentioned. One of the things is all patents are not perfect unless they go through the patent litigation and it's shown by a judge and a jury that there's uh, infringement and a real hard number on damages is assessed. So we know the patent was good because a jury said the patent was good. Well, how do we know our patents are good? Do we just assume they're perfect? So we've recognized we have to do what's called risk factors. So we go to other risk factors, like how easy it is to invent around or on top of. And one of the things is we recognize that the buyer or seller uh, will get into this diligence. And if there's a higher ask, then that means the diligence is gonna be higher, which then means you have to do more work on patent valuation. One question finally to ask in this section is, does a larger portfolio have more value than a single patent in a portfolio? You'll be surprised that in a lot of cases, a larger portfolio doesn't make any difference at all. And we could talk about that later. So coming up, if you're just a patent owner or one who owns a related business, you will actually learn how to save money, even save time, and learn how to leverage the patent valuation in many unique ways. You'll certainly be surprised to learn how important patent valuation is.
1: You're listening to Invent Anything with John Cronin. Be sure to visit us at inventanything.net. There's information, articles, and more. And you can leave your thoughts and comments there as well. That's inventanything.net. And now back to John and this episode.
0: So let's move on to topic number three, how a patent owner without a business can leverage a patent valuation. See, we meet a lot of inventors who have patents, and they're always interested in what the value is and how to monetize it. And they don't have a business. All they really have is the patent. Patent owners will know if they should spend their time and money trying to sell a license their patent. But if they had a valuation, that would certainly direct where they should spend more time and more money. Because if the valuation is really low, why spend time and effort trying to monetize it? So valuations by definition, the cost of them are so much less than the cost of actually monetizing it and spending the time on it. The valuations for patents saves a lot of money. A patent valuation may be used just for negotiations and it's never disclosed. Patent valuations allow you to see sensitivities. Is it royalty rates that are sensitive? Is it the market apportionment really sensitive? What is it that's sensitive in the model that we would know ahead of time? So we're negotiating with the, the potential buyer or licensee we can include that in our thinking. Patent valuations are great negotiation tools. One of the things about patent valuation is it's used to try to figure out whether you should monetize. One of the things we do quite often is we do IP monetization with a quick back of the envelope calculation. And What that does is it allows us to kind of figure out if a valuation is even needed. Because if, it, if in a back of the envelope calculation is gonna be very low, then we would recommend not to go forward with a patent valuation. One of the things that affects patent valuations a lot is patent defects, uh, things about the claims or the specifications. There are title defects, ownership, et cetera. There are patent dates with the ability to create continuations. If you don't have continuations, patents worth a lot less. I once sold six patents to a very large company, and at the end, they bought them for, I think, 6 million. I call back the licensing uh, executive and asked the question, you know, I, I thank you for doing the deal, but I was kind of interested in why really you bought the patents, because I couldn't see the claims that are on these patents read on any product you had. And they said, John, you're absolutely right. Good, good call. But they said, you know, when you look at the specification and the date of the patent and the fact that we had continuations, we can write new patents on that earlier date directly on our product. So that's why we paid big money because of the continuations. There are other things that affect valuation. Uh, I mentioned claim defects. If a patent has multiple entities in it, that certainly limits the value of it. If a claim is easy to invent around, that certainly limits the value. If your patent is very difficult to reverse engineer, then the patent value is going to be low. Uh, and basically, many times, a patent uh, completely teaches the invention to a level of detail where maybe there could have been trade secrets held back, but now we've shown everything in the patent. So in other words, someone could read the patent and basically understand everything they've done without actually buying it. And maybe they could then work to invent around it. Patent valuations can be used to raise money. So if you're a business if you don't have a business yet, you can use patents to help uh, raise money from friends and families to millions of dollars in a series A, we see a lot of that. Patent valuation can also be used to determine new improvement IP that you could use to raise the value of the valuation. Um, and many times that effort is much, much better than, the co- than, than, than doing it without doing it. So the cost of new filings could be small, but the value increase could be large. Sometimes patent valuations can be used to determine whether any monetization should be taken at all, whether a license or seal is the direction, whether litigation is the direction. So that patent valuation becomes an exercise of monetization strategy. Patent valuations would show a patent owner without a business that they can leverage it by doing other things. Maybe you can trade the patent to some small company for stock. We've seen a lot of that occur. Sometimes patent valuations can be used to determine um, whether or not you should continue to pay the patent maintenance fees. Uh, because they become expensive, particularly when a patent is filed in many countries. Uh, And and so you want to determine whether the cost of carrying the patent should be worth it based on the patent valuation. One of the interesting things about patent valuation, it is a quote process. And in that process, what we see is the ability to uh, check out the things that affect the patent valuation. And it turns out that maybe you want to do a patent valuation before you do any patent filings because you can literally pretend that you're gonna get the patent claim and figure out what the valuation would be. Patent valuation processes, not only answer the questions uh, like above, but it usually ends up in a plan of who should we monetize this to? What is it worth and what should we ask? And, and even when to monetize, because sometimes uh, uh, waiting, waiting some time for the market to grow is a better time to, to license or sort to of sell. Why don't we move to topic number four, You're a patent owner, but you have a business and most likely an early stage business. Uh, uh, You can be a large company as well, and this applies, but uh, we usually spend a lot of time on valuations with smaller companies. So if you're a patent owner in an early stage business, how can you leverage a patent valuation? Well, patent owners in an early stage business can use patent valuations and get all those things we just talked about for patent owners that don't have a business. But there are some unique benefits to patent owners that have a business. One of the benefits is That if you do a valuation, it can save a lot of money and effort uh, before you start to use your team's time and even start to dream of or even kind of think about, should we put this money in our plan? A lot of times, patent owners think that the patent could be worth millions, and they plan for it, and then it hurts the business. Patent owners and early stage businesses will be able to include the valuation that we do or anybody does to investors. They can include it right on their balance sheet, so it's good for investors to know what the value of the patent is. Patent owners and early-stage businesses can use valuation to find new partners. Many times by doing the valuation process, you'll find potential licensees or or buyers, and they may end up turning out to be partners instead of licensees or or buyers. Maybe the patent can be read on a supplier, and that could uncover unique ways to work with the supplier, maybe lowering their costs to you because you have patents that read in their space. Patent owners and early-stage businesses can use valuation to find new customers. Uh, Maybe the patent could show your customer the need that they need to buy your product to take a license, rather than taking a license from you. Uh, And what that could do is could stop them from shopping around, trying to get the similar product from a competitor, because they know that you own the patent. Patent owners in early stage companies can use the patent valuation to raise money. We do an awful lot of that. And what you do is you take that patent valuation and build an IP story around it to really price in the value of intellectual property into the company. What we have seen is dramatic impact of patent valuations helping for potential m as Again, with that IP story, we've seen maybe two X to five X to even hundred X hockey stick growth in, in uh, m and It turns out that we've mentioned this before, but if you look at the MA value on the Y axis against the number of patents in the X axis, you'll find there's a hockey stick around 20 or 30 patents. So patents certainly would be that that would add a lot of leverage in the multiply, multiple you get in in an M&A. One of the things, as I mentioned, is back of the envelope calculation. And of course, while we have a, a company here that might want to monetize, this back of the envelope calculation can quickly see patent defects and ownership defects and claim defects, et cetera, and answer all sorts of questions about, should this be a monetizable patent or not? So that back of the envelope, once again, works for patent owners that are in early stage companies. One of the things is that we can also do improvement IP just as we could before. And so we can raise the valuation of our business by adding new filings on top of our inventions in the market. Sometimes we can do things to raise the value by simply doing things with a patent valuation and then press release it. We've worked with a number of companies, public and private, who have actually written a one or two page letter that goes to press that talks about the value of a portfolio that we've done. And that ends up helping these early stage companies or small public companies to raise the value in the the mind of the retail investors. So you see there's many different ways that patent valuation can be used uh, to to help companies and early stage companies. We wanna stay tuned as we've discussed and we will discuss how to enhance patent valuation. There are many factors, there are many basic ideas here but there's some neat tricks too, and neat tactics that we've learned over 25 years. You'll learn how the patent valuation can really be the cornerstone of any IP strategy.
1: You're listening to Invent Anything with John Cronin. Be sure to visit us at inventanything.net. There's information, articles, and more. And you can leave your thoughts and comments there as well. That's inventanything.net. And now back to John and this episode. Now we turn to topic five, how to enhance the IP valuation.
0: One of the things we talked about before was patent defects. So one of the things in the valuation we do is to work with you to help fix any defects if we find them. Many times, patents are filed with zero understanding of patent valuation, and there's many issues that get involved. Many times, patent valuations cost, and the cost to fix the patents should have multiple times the returns at the final monetization step. One of the things is we mentioned that we have risk factors associated with each patent. My firm, IP Capital Group, has proprietary risk factors that we look at. But just to give a couple, maybe the ease of inventing around, the ease of inventing on top of would be risk factors. So if in fact your patent is easy to invent around, it's gonna have very little value. How can we fix that? We can run an invent around process and add more intellectual property on top of your patent. Now you might think that that's gonna take a long time, but when you add new intellectual property in the direction of the buyer or the licensee, you're in essence improving the patent and modernizing it. You may be adding more invention around the patent's value chain or improvements that you didn't see when you filed the patents. So good patent valuation will point to where the new IP is needed. The nice thing is because you can fast track patents uh, through the patent office for an extra couple thousand dollars, you can get patents out in five or six months from a new filing. One of the things to enhance the valuation of IP is to look at the patents and ask yourself the question, were there any trade secrets or any publications we could have to beef up for prior art? You see, you can make your patents stronger and we've talked about this in Enable Publications podcast earlier, that when you publish on top of your own patents and do it anonymously other companies can't build on top of you so they're less, they're less likely to lower the value of your patent because they can't patent on top of you so they can't trade the invent on top of for your patent i mentioned before that sometimes patents overteach. teach maybe there's some trade secret technology that could have been not added into the patent that uh, you could have leveraged now this is not going to help in improving the ip valuation of that patent but for future patents by making sure you don't put trade fits into the patents. One of the things is to improve the valuation is to add some new IP and maybe do it in in such a way that the patents themselves cite the potential buyer or licensees because by adding their prior art, the patent examiner would allow that citation because a lot of companies follow when their name is being used on patents. So you can actually get the buyers to come to you. One of the exciting ways to add value to the patent, through the patent valuation, is to recognize the different markets and then move the claims to those markets. Remember the endoscope? If you think about that, maybe I could have written a claim, not only on, this, on the silver particles in the endoscope handle, but maybe I could have had a functional claim based upon the number of washings that I saved, or maybe even a business model invention on eliminating you know, the number of uh, hospital stays or even deaths. One of the things is to try to figure out how to do more of a market pull versus a market push. So, patent valuations can actually see where the market pull is. And maybe doing a valuation, maybe you can do third party publications or press releases to get people interested in talking to you without you pushing yourself on them. One of the things that's very clear is that a clear IP monetization uh, uh, determination and, and direction comes out of this. So, one way to improve prove the patent valuation and the value is to put together a very sound and compelling IP monetization packaging. See, telling the right story is generally as valuable. As the patent itself. One of the things you can do to raise the patent valuation is to create a real or even virtual prototype. This is especially true in software. Uh, and it's many times uh, very inexpensive to do this. If you want to enhance the sale or the license of your patents, having a virtual or real prototype can get it 5x, 10x in greater value. One of the things we do a lot of is that we'll interview the inventor and do a video of the inventor because the inventor's story in a video can breathe life into the patent. And so that looking at the patent by the patent licensee or the, or the buyer, understanding the inventor's story many times provides kind of a, a humanistic side to the patent, and people might get more engaged in talking to you if they know the inventor's story. Now, we talked about how patent valuations can improve, but now let's talk about how you can use patent valuations to determine your future IP strategy. You see, patent valuation shows us the technical limits of the current patents, but it also points to how to fix those defects. Things like inventorship or title or multiple entities, all these things, we can fix them. Uh, Protectively, it's better in an IP strategy because if you fix it once, you can develop a process so that you don't have to fix it over and over again. Patent valuations also show what's called the value limits of the current patents, but points to how the risk factors are embedded. So if invent around becomes a risk factor for your patents through valuation, then you should have an invent around process as part of your patent filing strategy. And we did mention this, right? The patent valuation is a process. So you can add it very early on to like patent committee meetings or even whether or not patent should be can written up or not. I talked about the, the, the buyer of these uh, six patents for millions of dollars because they wanted to do the continuations but patent valuations can actually inform the continuation strategy. One thing we talked about patent valuations is the value chain. Uh, the endoscope story, once again, You know, are you making handles? Are you saving washes at the endoscope station? Or are you really solving problems for people being in the hospital for long periods of time? So that's the value chain of that invention. Like a pebble in a pond, every single invention affects a value chain. And so to figure out where the money is in the value chain and doing that as part of your IP strategy can be very useful. So patent valuations as a process could do that. Patent valuations, as you start to file patents, is a great area for understanding whether or not you have trade secrets that you should address and not put them in the patent. Patent valuation absolutely shows direction for further invention and how you're gonna improve it. I talked about that endoscope as the business business model. One of the things about patent valuation is you can know where the most valuable IP is. And I talked about this endoscope story, but maybe silver particles in the endoscope handle is not the most valuable IP. Maybe you should just went right at of functional inventions that save endoscope washings. A Couple of other things, patent valuations may show where patents should not be filed because if it's gonna be a small market, then there's no sense to file patents. Um, that's one of the most important aspects of patent valuation, even back to the envelope valuations, to know whether you should file patents because patents can be very expensive. And finally, patent valuations can show you how to enhance your overall portfolio, but more particularly what we found for small companies anyway, can improve their value for an M and A. Your patent strategy, certainly your IP strategy, can improve the value, but the product valuation is a cornerstone to understanding that value and should be considered as for any new filings. But certainly considered to how to move new filings to more value. Well, let's wrap up. In topic number one, we talked about what is a patent valuation compared to other valuations, from the Kelly Blue Book to real estate. Truly, there's a lot that are done in valuations, but patents are very different. You know, We talked about different types of buyers or licensees, exclusive, non-exclusive, the very complex nature of these valuations. And this is not the skill of a CFO or valuation companies or business valuation companies. This is a very unique skill in terms of how to, how to do patent valuation. In topic number two, we talked about the basics of patent valuation used in licensing, saying that it required you know, deep expertise. You know, understanding the markets is one thing, compounding your growth rates another, finding royalties or finding uh, the apportionment or having risk factors, et cetera. These are all things that are gonna be required in a patent valuation. In topic number three, we talked about how a patent owner uh, without a business can leverage patent valuations, particularly focused on things like saving money. Uh, but one of the things is that you don't wanna put in the effort or money in if there's no value in the patent. We discussed improving the patent valuation in many ways this back of the envelope calculation can help you lead to understanding it, but it may lead to a more more pro forma based valuation. Certainly by having a patent without a business, the patent and the business are the exact same thing. So you'd certainly wanna know the value of your patent. We then move to topic number four, how can a patent owner that has an early stage business leverage the patent valuation? Of course, all the things that we mentioned without a business apply, but now we can add a whole bunch of things. Like the patent owner can use this to tell shareholders, or he can use it for raising money. He can use this to set up raising an MA, or she could use it to raise the stock value. Uh, normally, valuations are one half, 2x revenue, but they can multiply to 5x, 10x. We've seen it as high as 100x. We talked about a topic number five how to enhance the IP valuation. It's really cool stuff. Adding new patents in the value chain, or customer side patents, or trade secrets all can enhance patent valuation adding market pull strategies, the inventor story on the video, real or virtual prototypes. These are all ways to improve patent valuation, even things like press releases. In topic number six, we finally discussed all these things about the technical and the value limits of a patent and how you can use it to direct current and future strategy. Patent valuations certainly impact patent committees, patent continuation strategies, which we invent in the future, improving business directions for M&A. Beyond this, the overall cost savings using patent valuations Make them one of the most needed processes of your IP strategy. And once again, it's the cornerstone. Valuation as a process is a cornerstone to any IP strategy.
1: Well, thanks. And please remember to subscribe to Invent Anything by John Cronin.